anyway, hello everybody out there in Music Video Land, and welcome to another edition of the Music Video Land podcast from your super good special friends at IMVDB, the Internet Music Video Database. My name is Adam Farron, one of the co-founders of IMVDB in sunny Durham, North Carolina, and we have down in good old Florida, Mr. Douglas Klinger, also one of the co-founders of IMVDB. Doug, how are you doing? Super good, Adam. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Uh, and also with us, as usual, is uh, Mr. Adam Alexander from Fringe Music Fix, um, way up there in Canada. How are you doing, Adam? Excellent. Ah, good. Nobody is bad. Lots of positive feelings, positive vibes on this on this <laughs> podcast, Pos- full of positive vibes. That's what we strive to do, and I should mention that we're recording this live on uh, October 3rd, 2013, and if you're unfamiliar with what we do, we go ahead and record this live on Thursday night, and then we release it as audio the next morning. I'm getting better at releasing it earlier and earlier, um, because basically all I have to do is put our theme music at the start and then put (laughs) a a really awful cover of Blurred Lines at the uh, end, and... uh, Thanks to Doug, I have a really long list of, of backup covers of Blurred Lines to use. Yeah, I spent some time going through them. Each one they're also good. You know, it's hard to find the bad ones. Right, exactly. Every Blurred Line, it's typical that they're awesome. And I'm like, wait, this is great. I, this doesn't count. This, so, dog, this dog version of Blurred Lines. I Have you ever seen the, heard the dog version of uh, Game of Thrones? Uh, no, is there one? That's, the, that's the best dog version of anything I've ever heard. I'd like to hear that. It is fantastic. It's tough. I, I have that Christmas album of all the cats. You ever hear that? Hear that? Yeah. It. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's, there a, was that's a, cool, a tough listen. There was a cool <laughs> Keith Schofield, um, Schofield. It's one of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, commercial where he did dog dogs that barked the theme song of Star Wars. Mm. It was, was on in the Super Bowl one year, right? It was a, yeah, it was a Volkswagen commercial during the Super Bowl. So, low budget thrown together. Uh, so, we're so here to talk about the weekend music videos, gentlemen, and I have some bad news. You haven't watched any of them? Oh, no, I've watched them, trust me. The you bad didn't... news is I have that I think this is one of the weakest, if not the weakest, weekend music videos on the whole. It's a slow week in music videos. Slow. I would agree with slow. Today brought. I, today helped it a lot. I think. Yeah. Today was I, today was the best day of the week. You really had to dig this week. There yeah. was some searching. The, Definitely the, the, some searching. The two videos that we that we added to the IMVDB picks of this week of today were really good, but it was it was a slow grind. We we only um if you count the arcade fire, here comes the night. Uh, Here Comes the Nighttime, which actually came out on early Sunday morning after Saturday Night Live. Um, including that, we only we only staff picked six videos this week, which is we at least we usually do at least one or two a day. And um, this time around, it was it, not not quite as frequent. But um, well, I think we, we should get a little bit of the reason why. I mean, this is if people aren't familiar, there are kind of I guess seasons, I guess or. or Time just like f- films, you know, they, they you release your you know big blockbusters during the summer, and, uh, and music videos kind of go with the uh, you know the ups and downs of the music industry in general and their release schedule. But I think generally speaking, the fall and the winter is 
usually a much more quieter time for music videos. Well, there's, there's great stuff coming out. We get weeks like this where it's a lot quieter. And yeah. you don't, I mean, I look at the top 10 and, and I I have some bones to pick with pretty much everything in the top 10 here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> and it's funny because, and in like number two in the top 10 is a perfect example. Like uh, Rihanna Pour It Up, um, uh, although yeah. it came Although it came out this week, that was shot in May, and and was it likely intended originally to be part of the um, to be part of the the kind of summer release of music videos. You know what I mean? It usually doesn't take six months for a music video to come out. So let's talk about pour it up a little bit before we talk about the number the number one video of the week because this one made a lot of waves, not just because of the content, um, but because of the whole, a little bit of the backstory. Doug, you, you know a little bit of what went on here. Do you want to tell us about it? Sure. So um, this this video was in, uh, originally intended to be directed by Vincent Haycock, and um, it's being reported as creative difference, differences between he and Rihanna um, that kind of led him to remove his name from the project. And now Rihanna is listed as the director of the video. And um, so, yeah, they shot this video back in May. I, I think that there, like like said, there were creative differences. Now, that's kind of what, whenever a director removes their name from a project or isn't happy with it or something, it, creative differences is kind of the blanket statement that could kind of be put over top of it. So there, any number of things could have actually gone awry during this process. Um but be- because of that, I think what we're looking at kind of um, – I think that the footage that we're looking at is involves Vincent Haycock. And then anything beyond that, I don't think he had anything to do with the edit. And and and, 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 and we'll just say you, you, you know what happened. Right? You, you're not going to talk about it here, but you, you, have, you have a pretty good idea of what happened. I've, I've, I've heard s- stories about it, but like I, I can't really – I don't know the truth. I've definitely heard like some rumors about – stuff that have, has happened that were beyond just creative differences. But yeah, since I don't know them to I haven't heard them from Vincent Haycock or Rihanna directly, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to like start rumors, but, I, I, but like, yeah, I, I've heard that there were issues. I did hear that. And so, um, it's not TMZ uh, night tonight. No, not quite TMZ night. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. But, um, you know, I, it, it's, it's uh I know that music video directors are very passionate about their work and um definitely like you know, I, I hear frequently, you know, we do a lot of interviews on the site and occasionally people will decline an interview because they weren't happy with how the final product turned out and they didn't they didn't go as far as to take their name off the project. But there it, there's definitely has been stories of kind of disagreements between artists and it's directors. It's a lot lately. Yeah, it's been happening. It's been happening. And and you know, the bigger the artist too, I feel like it it the the more likelihood of them wanting to have their influence. And and I think that the the likelihood of of things to go wrong kind of increase too with you know, the level of importance in in a collaborator. And so, um yeah, that's it's definitely interesting. But but so I think what getting to the video itself <laughs> Um, I think that the, the the I think the footage in that video is pretty beautiful, and I think everything looks really good. And um, where it loses me a little bit is in the edit, personally. Like mm. I think it's a little messy, and it doesn't. It's definitely not like tightly edited like you would expect from a Vincent Haycock 
directed video, it, it seems to be a little bit messier. Or a As Rihanna somebody, video in general, right? Say it again? Or a Rihanna video in general. Right, yeah. The like quality is, yeah. There's yeah, a, it's different. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a super sexy-ass video. It's got a lot of Rihanna boob in it, which I'm all for. But, like, and some lots of stripper butts. Um, but, yeah. The, the, <laughs> what the are you complaining about, Doug? <laughs> the video seems a little – it just seems a little messy as far as, like, the final product. It does. And it was and – the, and the release of it was interesting, too, because it came out um, – it came out yesterday. It's kind um, of flopped out, eh? It just like rolled out. I found. <laughs> yeah, it did. flopped it out. Rihanna's just with like, like a with like a goo around it. It was like yeah, right. With with that water from the video kind of <laughs> drenched on it. But like it was released uh, yesterday. I think it was on Rihanna's personal YouTube account, which is just like YouTube.com/slash Rihanna. And then today, a Vivo version came out, and so and they took the original version down. Oh, is it the Rihanna version is down too? It's, it's set to private now. Yeah, just that's, as yeah, of that's maybe like a few hours ago. So, like, we'll see this on occasion. Like, Drake will frequently release his when a Drake video comes out. He'll frequently put it up on his Vimeo. Interestingly enough, for the day for the first day, it happened with Hold On. And it also happened with Started from the Bottom. He released it on his Vimeo first, and then it went on Vivo the next day. Um, you know, Rick Ross will frequently premiere his videos on World Star Hip Hop. And uh, and then put them on Vivo or put them on the um, Maybach Music Group YouTube account. So, but like it's it's interesting to see it come out on a on an official YouTube account and then the Vivo account to have that happen. And yeah, this this, this video is it's just a lot of story, a lot of backstory <laughs> with it, and like just like a lot of issues. But like despite all of that, like you know, it's it was still tremendously popular. Um, you yeah, know, five point eight million views in what uh, three days? That's not bad. Yeah, a couple of days, not bad. Um, um, but yeah, definitely, 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 lots of interesting stories. But like, I'm all for Rihanna with like no clothes on. Like, I vote for that any day. So, speaking of no clothes on, I think we should talk about the number one video of the week, which is also, actually it's only October 3rd, but it's a, it's in line to be the number one video of the month. Why did I say that? It's October 3rd. Um, <laughs> no I just was on the, I was just on the month page and it just had it at the top, so I, I put that in there. Um, so this is Work Bitch by Britney Spears, directed by Ben Moore. Um, and so I have, you know, there's two sides of every video. There's the actual track and then there's the video. I think this track is just complete bullshit. I, I, I couldn't like that in your post about it that you wrote about the new release post. It, it's it definitely like it has that uh, like it's gonna be like a workout song. I actually put it on while I was running and I was like, oh, here we go. Like it's, <laughs> it got you pumped, right? It got me pumped a little bit, but I feel like <laughs> for this kind of song, this is very similar to the scream and shout song. I think in like the kind of like the content and the presentation, but without will I am or some sort of other like tempering influence, there's just too much Britney Spears and it kind of gets without a know, chorus, right? Like without a, like a hook, it doesn't have a, you know, a song. I like a sung part. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's, and it's she, weird. And she's, Eng- and she's English. She's a Brit. Yeah. Again, <laughs> that happens. I think it's so funny. Is it but like, can we, 
Can we compare when Britney Spears does that to like when Eminem does the accent that he does sometimes? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we can do that. Let's get a chart going. Let's do that. It's the same. Um, Let's get a chart going. But in terms of the actual video, I think Ben Moore did a fantastic job of working with the material. And, you know, he did. He actually did the Scream and Shout video, which, which I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, he did this video. And, and I thought that in terms of the video, you know, you know, regardless of the track, it was a really big success. Most most ridiculous use of the Beats pill device has got <laughs> it was go good, to go. Actually, it's it was so good. It's hey, like what so in this video, like you know the Beats pill yeah, speaker yeah. that's in every video. So it's like used as like a is in like an S an S and M gag. Like it's like it's like strapped around her head. Yeah, and it's in her mouth. It into the lady's mouth so she can't speak. It's <laughs> like a that. gimp gag. It's so shortly after she whips her. It's, it's right yeah. after that part yeah, there. There's like a, there's like a whole S and M element to this video, and yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things that's there. Um, now, when people saw the original stills from this, because this was one of those videos, you know, now these videos are teased so much, like the Rihanna one, or and like the Paris Hilton one that Hannah Lux Davis is directing for I can't remember the name of it, um, Party Time or whatever. It's uh, you know they do the, these like huge amount of teasers and a lot of the teasers were like the, the the square white platform in the desert and it was a lot of comparisons were made to the spice girls say you're the, say you'll be there video from i think around uh oh yeah That's um a- 1997 let me see here 1996 excuse me uh but there's definitely some comparisons that the when i when i went back and actually watched the say you'll be there video and it's not that as close as a lot of people say there's there's a, the, the missing the shiny element in it, which is, was a big element in the original video. But uh, at least people remember that video, I guess. Yeah, totally. They, they Spice Girls had some amazing videos. I like loved a lot of the Spice Girl videos because, like, when I was a kid, it's because like they're girls. But uh, but I th- I think they're great videos. Those those old Spice Girl videos. Uh, Two become one is another really great Spice Girls video. Um, uh, but um. But yeah, the, the teasing of this video is super—it's uh, super interesting. They, it was a lot of like Instagram teasing, and if if this video was just that outdoor platform in the desert, maybe people would have like more arguments. But like, it's not like there were any like elements in the in that Spice Girls video of like the Spice Girls in the middle of water with sharks swimming around them or anything like that. It's definitely got a lot of unique elements. One thing that's really interesting though, and I think it's it speaks a lot about the popularity. Of like who's popular right now, and it's obviously no surprise. But like this video is going to be probably is probably going to come up like five million views short of a Mike Will made it video from last week, um, and that's just because of Miley Cyrus's involvement. It's not even a Miley Cyrus track; it's a, a track from a, a like a pretty relative unknown guy. Mike Will made it, and he's going to crush in terms of view count. What? what Britney Spears is going to put out, who's like arguably like the biggest video star of our generation. So, um, uh, it's just interesting. It's, it it is official. Like despite the fact that it's the most popular video of this week and it's going to be, you know, probably upwards of 10 million views. Uh, it doesn't even come close to what, what Miley's racking up right now. Cool. But did that, which, which did you guys prefer of the big two of uh, of Britney and Rihanna's new videos? I can't help comparing them because they stand out in the top three, right? So, which did you guys like better? Oh, by a mile, the the, the Britney Spears one. I definitely agree with Doug about the editing of the uh, of um, the Rihanna video. It just 
there's no really differentiation, which I think definitely comes through in the editing of kind of building different segments of it. It just all kind of seemed to kind of flow together. I mean, even though the yeah. Britney Spears one, I wasn't a big fan of the track. I think that, you know, Ben Moore, like, he really knows how to do this kind of video really, really well. And uh, he brought his A game, we'll say. Yeah, and yeah. and another another thing about the edit in the Pour It Up video is like some of the footage just kind of like looks. It doesn't like it doesn't look like like I don't know if it comes from color treating or what. It just doesn't. Some of the footage it just looks it has a different look than some of the other footage. Like enough to notice it and to kind of take me out of the of the kind of space that it's creating like the world that it's creating like some of the footage just looks different to me and it's distracting and so um yeah i personally also am a bigger fan of the uh work bitch video than the pour it up video yeah i am how about you adam yeah i'm with you as well adam pretty much the the same thing Uh, i don't really like the track at all though i do find that ben uh, did a good job of finding some worth uh, some value to the song the dancing was was the choreography especially the one part of the shoulder dance was really good so you know that brought out some of the value of the song i guess you could dance to it right so sure or work so, out i mean i think or work uh, out yeah it's perfect for a zumba class so Doug's- not in my case but in maybe in adam's <laughs> case there's no working out here and you guys didn't like the the ooh la la video which i liked so, oh, the you know, this, is video, the bringing, yeah. this is the bringing back yeah. of, of full mom I, I f- mode over to the yeah, kind of classic yeah. British this was, uh, She redeemed herself somewhat, a lot with this, actually. I, I was, like this a lot video a lot. <laughs> I still, I still if, like, if you're giving me a choice of what kind of Britney Spears video I, I would choose to watch and choose to have her make, it's, I'd still choose like the Chris Mars Polero style, tongue-in-cheek Britney Spears, where it's still got a lot of sex appeal to it, and it's still got like Britney Spears being Britney Spears, but she's like, she's she's able to kind of have a sense of humor about it, and you know, almost be a parody of herself in certain areas. And I think um, I, that's still the type of Britney Spears video I would prefer to be watching. But I think that the I think that the work pitch video is um, very uh, very well done, and it's interesting that they didn't like its work. B star star star. Ch, that's how it is on YouTube. I actually saw it today uh, on uh, on a streaming service that I use. The, they have a a radio friendly version. And it's just called Work Work. <laughs> like not not even Work B Star. Just Work Work. So I, don't think I think there's an edit that'll be like that. Just Work Work. Oh, that'd be hilarious. So and today on NPR, uh, like public radio, Terry Gross had to the Peter Gould and I can't remember the other guy to the writers slash directors of Breaking Bad. And they started an enemy interview with saying bitch like three or four times, but you know, over the Jesse Pinkman kind of catchphrase thing. And right. It was definitely on the radio, like on public radio. I just don't understand. I think bitch is in it like a definite gray area, but I guess some people took a look at who was going to be, you know, listening to this Britney Spears song and decided to make a judgment call. But anyway. Well, whoever's uh, making, whoever's responsibility is to make those judgment calls with like Miley Cyrus is not. <laughs> <it's> not <laughs> They're like rap, rap about smoking perp. It's I'm like uh, Britney's bitch, which is like what Britney Spears says. It's like, miniskirt in the in the radio edit, though. Oh, really? Smoking miniskirt? No, no, no. It's in, in my uh, anyway, I was yeah, I was listening to the version. I was like, where's the part where she says perp? But she says I'm in, in the club with my. With my, it's she talks about a miniskirt. Anyway, I, let's get off the Britney Spears Rihanna stuff because we have a lot more to talk about. 
So, uh, so the next most popular video, at least on the chart right now, is the killer's shot at the night. But that um, that actually came out last Friday, so that we didn't get to cover it. But that is not going to be one of the top ten of the week um, due to the fact that it's not from this week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so maybe we push through and talk about Arcade Fire. Yeah. So a little bit of background on the Arcade Fire thing. We actually had a, a discussion on Sunday slash Monday of whether this actually go into the database because it, if you were any if you were anywhere in the U.S. except for Durham, North Carolina, after Saturday Night Live <laughs> on Saturday, um, the special came on, and I saw a lot of people like tweeting about it, including Eric Wareheim, but Tim and Eric who were big fans of, and he was a part of this, mm-hmm. and. It uh, was a half an hour special after Saturday Night Live. And I've been watching Saturday Night Live for a long time. I know, Doug, you have. Adam, are you a Saturday Night Live watcher? Uh, off and on. I, it all depends on the uh, on the current cast, really. Yeah, that's a, a, yeah, I've waned in and out a little bit as well, if I'm being honest. Um, but I've never really seen this. Arcade Fire have been on Saturday Night Live like something like four times in the last six years. So mm-hmm. they're like really kind of, and they were in a skit, like you know this this uh, past week as well. And so the way that this the way that this worked also <laughs> at the end of the episode, like Tina Fey, literally who was the host of SNL, um, literally said like stick around for something that Arcade Fire, you know, stick around for some Arcade Fire <laughs> weirdness, and then like Arcade Fire in the clothes that they're in at the beginning of the of this Here Comes the Nighttime short film, which is directed by Roman Coppola. Um, they, like, walk off the stage in the same clothes. Like, it kind of leads in... One leads into another. Because the Here Comes the Nighttime video starts with them kind of in a conga line in these clothes, which is how they ended the episode of SNL. So it was definitely tied into that, to the episode of the show pretty tightly. And then it was full of comedians, which also... Including some former SNL... um, cast members like Bill Hader. Now, if you were on, if you were in Raleigh, Durham, you would have seen Tina Fey say, stay tuned for, uh, you know, the Arcade Fire special. And then it would have cut to a screen that said, this is a paid advertisement. <laughs> and you would have listened to a man with a headset mic talk about the Bible for half an hour. Um, now, did you stick around for a half hour trying to think, think if it was possibly some kind of really weird thing and that Arcade Fire <laughs> this was... This is really gonna... overrated. This tweet's coming <laughs> Yeah, what are they talking about? This is just some man in a purple shirt. Uh, um, so, but since then, Adam, you've watched it on the internet, right? Oh, I have watched it on the internet, yeah. And then, so, a few things struck me about this. Um, number number one, Arcade Fire, and I think we, you know, we have, I discussed this a little bit on the blog this week, are such, you know, they're hustlers when it comes to, like, promoting themselves. And this is definitely mm-hmm. an extension of that. This is so jam-packed with... People from like Ben Stiller to Bono to um, you know all sorts of celebrities and stuff like that. It's just so it was a very weird special, I think, which is kind of apropos for um, you know being so late on a or on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. And um, I, I thought it, I actually I really like Arcade Fire. I think their their like best era was the suburbs, but I think I, I, can, I can travel down the, this road with them for this this era as well. Yeah, I'm down with this. I think it's, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely like got some bizarre elements to it. It's strange. I, I like arcade. A little, uh, am I? Am I? 
Uh, I, th- yeah, it looks. It sounds like they're going a little bit more into a new wave style with this one. I hear lots yeah. of like Talking Heads influence. They've always kind of had that, but they're pushing it a little further with this new material. Yeah, I I prefer Arcade's version of Arcade Fire's version of Weird, you know, more than MGMT's version of it. Let's say that. <laughs> and so and uh, and it works. And and you know, I'm pretty much. I mean, I can Bono. I could take him or leave him. But pretty much everybody else who makes an appearance in this Arcade Fire special, I'm I would say I'm a fan of. Um, you know, Ben Stiller and uh, Rain Wilson, Eric Wareheim, Aziz Ansari, uh, Michael Sarah. I mean, all Zach Galifianakis, all those dudes who made appearances uh, in this video, I think are super funny, and uh, and we're all pretty good in this um, in this video as well. And then there's I have the- a- oh, sorry, go ahead, Adam. Yeah, I have a, a little. I'm actually would like to know a little bit more about uh, how this all got, you know, planned and stuff. I I noticed one common little thread. Uh, speaking as a Canadian, Michael Sarah, who's Canadian, or Arcade Fire, who are Canadian as well. Um, I, Sarah recently did a, a promotion for the band Islands. They're another indie rock group, and he directed the promo. It was kind of done as like a, a mockumentary style thing. And a lot of these comedians, uh, hater included, they were in that promo as well. And uh, I, I was just wondering, like, I'm curious about the whole thing. If Sarah didn't have a hand in in, in sort of making this thing happen a little bit too just the the Canadian indie rock scene. I don't know. He's right into that lately. So this all happened to the same two weeks band too. And and so. and also Michael hmm. Sarah and Eric Wareheim are both um part of the um team behind Jash, which is a YouTube kind of comedy network. They also put out a bunch of music videos, one of which we staff picked this week. Um in uh Michael Sarah, Tim and Eric, Reggie Watts and Sarah Silverman all started that. So um he could Which be threaded, and he's he's uh and he's so that well they started Jash the the video yeah that came out, yeah and the, the islands video. the islands promo was a Jash thing too I gotcha. hadn't I didn't know of it prior to that though so yeah okay yeah so and then so together. um so and 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 Michael Sarah is definitely you know everyone kind of pops in you know Bono and and Ben Stiller are wearing those the the Arcade Fire masks and and Aziz and and Eric are kind of part of like a like a uh, insert video that's part of it. Um, it's like but, three but, seconds. Yeah, but Michael Sarah kind of has this, has a more significant role. Um, He's got in that chest piece. thing at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I know, and so it's uh, um, yeah. So you could be right. I don't know for sure, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know for sure much much of the backstory behind this one. But well, let's link uh, to that in the. I wouldn't in be surprised because I'd like to see that. Um, because I, I think there's definitely a link there. I know that probably the Saturday Night Live thing came about, or the, the ability to do that because of Arcade's Fire's, you know, relationship with Saturday Night Live and especially with with Lorne Michaels. I know they're one of those bands that's like really ingrained in Saturday mm-hmm. Night Live. Um, what well, what do they normally play after SNL? Like, what are they going to play this Saturday? Is it? I thought they just played older SNL. Usually, it really depends on the on the affiliate affiliates take ah, to make the decision. Gotcha. So, like here, we always have the Bible thing. Um, every single <laughs> Saturday, Canada, got that so everybody goes to bed at twelve thirty. Just a black screen in Canada. Nice. Yeah. Time, for, time for bed. <laughs> every, that's got the, the the picture of the Indian. <laughs> they, they used to play. Um, Please stand by. Yeah, the please stand by thing. Uh, and but like other affiliate, like I, I've been watching TV over um, air for quite a while, and like in in Boston, I think they used to play uh, 
something or whatever. I usually we actually get in Durham here an over the air music twenty four seven music video channel, uh, nice. which is which is weird that it turned in sometimes called like cool music or something like that. But they actually play like up to date music music videos, so I usually turn that on after uh, after something. Um, but I would like to just admit to, just to point out that uh, uh, although most of Arcade Fire is Canadian, uh, the Butler brothers, Win Butler and William Butler, I think, are from California. Oh, hey, how about that? Raised in, or born in California, raised in Houston, and then I, I only know this because I had a researcher for a blog post earlier this week, wow. and then uh, went to Exeter Prep School in Maine, and then went to McGill in, uh, in Montreal, where they met, where he met... Uh, Regine Chassain. And that is the story of Arcade Fire. And that then the story. And then they met Chris Milk. No, they other stuff happened before that. Um, and then so, they make, then they make a, a ridiculously complicated uh, complex uh, yeah. interactive videos. They do. Some are good, some are not so ridiculously complicated, but um, but it's definitely like so I, I want to get into a little bit and just just touch on it because you mentioned that we we had an internal debate on whether or not we should count this as a music video or not. And, and I kind of just want to say why we decided to keep it. And I think, um, you know, it satisfies most of our main requirements for a music video. Obviously, it's the songs were primarily pre-recorded. Um, it is obviously official. It comes from the band and it features the band. And... Um, and those are the those are the main elements, and then and then we've also have a few other kind of similar examples of kind of short films that use several songs from an album uh, up on the site, and so those were the main determining factors on why we decided to keep this up there. I felt that because it was also a, clearly a promotional tool, and also had a director were two contributing factors to having it in the database too. Yeah, totally. Those are those are important elements. And Roman it's, Coppola. Just yeah, we didn't it. mention the director actually. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's um and and he's a uh, Roman Coppola is typically a, f- a film is is typically works in film, but occasionally will do things in the music video world as well. And um, high quality, you know, big big stuff like this. It's not like uh, he's not doing any you know five thousand dollar videos. Um, <laughs> Big um, big stuff, big stuff, big things, TV stuff. Now I'm I'm curious how many people watched it on um, on TV on Sunday morning versus how many views it got um, on the internet. Do you think more than a million people watched it that night? I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably. Well, here's a, a variety article I'm pulling over here. Saturday Night Live logs best week one ratings in three years, and that mm. would be uh, 6.5 million viewers overall. It'll lead in is really important. So I would, I mean, I'm not really. I mean, this, excuse me. This was about as lead in as you get too. it literally was like, watch <laughs> this next thing. It's starting right now. And then it started like it started before the last show even ended. It's like. It's like when it's like when Rachel Maddow kicks it to Lawrence O'Donnell. Yeah, but it's you gotta uh, also remember that a lot of people trail off during the, the, during the show as well. So yeah. I'd say like a, a probably a millionish. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair guess. So probably equal audience, equal audience of online views and television views. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I definitely like for me, I didn't even like we had we were playing. A really hardcore game of Risk on Saturday night, 
at my bro Steve's house, and uh, and and SNL was on in the background, and all of a sudden I looked up and I'm like, wait, is Arcade Fire performing a third time? And then I like, looked at t- what time it was, and I'm like, is SNL longer? And then like I realized it's like, wait, what is Ben Stiller doing there? Like I, it kind of like unfolded before me. I didn't, I wasn't paying enough attention right away to realize what was going on. And then it was really funny. No. And I start. I started tweeting Adam, and I'm like, or I started texting Adam. I'm like, Adam, are you watching this? What's going on? And you're like, I've got this Bible guy on TV. I have no idea what's going on. And so, Durham, Durham for the win. So um, let's um, let's talk a little bit about our our, our favorites because we talked a little bit about the top ones. And um, Adam, was there one that that kind of stood out this week for, for you that you wanted to talk about? We're doing like our overall favorites, or are we still hitting the top ten here? Uh, or the, the overall uh, favorites. Overall favorites. Uh, geez, now I definitely have one. Um, it was. Let me think here. It was the Colts video. Yeah, today. Yeah, today, yeah. Yeah, so that was for High Road, and uh, yeah, it's an awesome video, actually, as their videos usually are. So it has, actually, they haven't it, made a bad video. It's true, and they typically they work frequently with Isaiah Surrett, who we just interviewed recently for his cool song number two video by MGMT. But this one was directed by Hiro Mirai, who we've interviewed like a hundred times, and uh, ish. And his and he also makes uh, great videos. Adam and I discussed potentially coming up with a feature on the site that just automatically staff picks Hero Mirai videos when they come out because I think we've I think we've now staff picked uh five in a row for him, maybe even six. Um uh he's he's a good at he's a good at videos and uh, <laughs> this, this is this is what he's gonna make this, you a real nice video. He'll make a video for you. And, uh, <laughs> what is that? And uh and, and yeah it's a great one too. This is this could be my favorite of the week as well. It's a and toss. It, and it's not like Hero's like just like dumping videos off the, the side of a boat or whatever. He's only done two in 2013. Hive by Earl Sweatshirt and High Road by Cults. Um, you know, and he did, uh, he did, oh, he did a lot more. He did six in 2012. Right. He worked but, at different stuff this year because then he also did that short film with Donald Glover um, right. a, a month or so ago, um, which is, which is, Promotional for John Glover's album, but it's definitely not a music video. But you're right; he's not dumping videos off the side. Of the he's really good at uh, at straddling the mainstream and the uh, the more independent stuff too. Like, there's not a lot of directors that do it as as much as him, and as well, he seems to know how to cater to a mainstream audience as well as uh, you know do really cool stuff that the the indie scene will like. Because he's what done you- some. He's done some Usher videos and ran uh, B.O.B. and then he's done St. Vincent and like lots of smaller bands too. It's cool. Right. Like, what did you like about this video, Adam? Uh, well, I definitely got like a, a 60s kind of a suspense horror feel from it, like an Alfred Hitchcock kind of a feel to it, being black and white and, and all kind of the uh, the tunnel vision floating objects and stuff. It was just a cool video overall. And I love the song. Yeah, I wrote the post about this today for our new release posts. And um, I was really interested in the first of all the the the, the beginning and the end mirror each other. So there's mm-hmm. there's the um, once you get to the the, the pattern, that's where it, it marries each other, which I thought was interesting. Is but it, there's all these kind of like 
you know, surrealism, surrealism, you know, at its core, I think, is about taking objects and then putting them in different contexts or, you know, um, presenting them differently. So, like, the classic example of, like, the, the melting clocks of, of Salvador Dali. And this video does a lot of that, of taking, you know, the car, which I think was the BMW, you know, 580i um, E3 or whatever. We'll put the link in the show notes. I was pr- I actually did that car research myself. I was proud of that. I found that's I great. I found the I think very very close to the exact car. It's definitely BMW, um, like nineteen seventies sedan. Um, but you know they, they've got the you know the the deer head and then the deer head on fire. Same with the car. Um, there's all these different you know taking everyday things and then kind of warping them. So you'll see the two members of cults from above with their shadows being cast long. And it's not really, you know, you have to take a second to realize it's what you're looking at. There's all these like, you know, like you said, I'm playing with, you know, the dark and the light and using that really kind of like, you know, horror film esque, you know, high contrast to do really interesting things. When that tunnel comes at you with the car shot, I mean, it comes at you. It's a really kind of striking visual. And um, that, that definitely is, uh, you know, Larkin Semple, who, who uh, sorry, Larkin Seeple. I'm probably pronouncing that horribly. Sequoia, it's okay. Is a director of photography that is, that he's, he's um, I mean, if you look, we'll link to his page on the site. He's done so many amazing projects, and I think that he definitely had a big hand in this. Yeah, and most of, the, most of what he, he and Hero work very frequently together as well. Um and uh, yeah, it, it definitely, it's definitely like the, the one thing I like about most of Hero's videos is that um, like they, it, if you just kind of describe what's happening in the video, like you, you're just you're not even scratching the surface. You know what I mean? Like there's so much about like the tone that he establishes in the videos and in his videos and stuff that that really is a major part of them. And so, um, yeah, this but this was definitely either my most favorite or second favorite of the week as well. Hmm. But you said second favorite that that would I mean is it is it home by Bri Bri is that your number one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's it's Wait, it's, wait, it's hold awesome. on. I'm trying to guess your number one. Okay, okay. Is it uh Candy Boy by Trendy? Nope. Hmm. No. Let me get give me three guesses. It's my number okay. one. Maybe the Mike Quinn one. Mm. No, I love the Mike Quinn one though. That's that's oh. that that the Mike <laughs> Quinn one. That's also a Jash video. That's that came through Jash. Is it? Uh, that's cool. Yeah, B- Ben Berman, who uh, edited and directed that video. I think he edited. It. Definitely directed. Actually, it. I think I read it. I think uh, I think Eric tweeted about it, and I wondered what the connection was. So yeah, well, that it, makes sense. It, it goes beyond that. Actually, Ben Berman was a is a is from like he worked on. Tim and Eric Awesome Show, I believe as, a, as an editor and maybe a producer as well. But he's worked on kind of anything that Tim and Eric has done um, since Awesome Show. Uh, ben Berman has been a part of it. And he's definitely like an employee of Absolutely Productions. And so um, that's the connection. But he, but Ben Berman has, does music videos frequently. But yeah, it came out as on the Buh channel. I think it's B-U-H. Maybe there's two H's. But that's a, it's a sub... It's a sub channel of Jash. The way Jash works is it's a multi-channel network, so Sarah Silverman has her own channel, Tim and Eric has their own channel, then there's like a Jash channel and then there's a Buh channel where um, they'll put out some music videos. That's also where like Doug Pound series exists. So, uh, no, I, th- I think my favorite, I, it, 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 could, it might be High Roads, 
or excuse me, High Road, but it, it also could be Hater Glory um, by Gesalestein. I don't know how to say <laughs> these guys. <laughs> wait, wait, say that, try that one again, Doug. Gesalestein. I, I think it's Gesalestein, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. There's my, I'm breaking up because of Skype. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's uh, that's directed by Floor and Manu. I don't know if I said that right either, but I did yeah, say. And, and then it's shot by Michael Reagan. I can say that. Shot by Michael Reagan, who we um, interviewed this week, released an uh, interview with a uh, cinematographer profile with him. Michael Reagan is an extremely prolific director of photography, shot some of our favorite music videos from this year. Um, so you should check that out, too, if you like this video, which I liked a lot, Hater Glory. What would you guys think of it? This one really struck me because of the the way it starts out. It doesn't start out with the music. It starts out with this conversation between what is quickly established to be sort of a, a, a mentor to a, a mentee in a way, sort of like a boss to an employee drug dealer. Gangsters, right. Gangster, yeah. It's assumed ga- a drug dealer though, right? I guess. I think it's a, I think it's a fair – I mean – Sure. They, I didn't. I didn't see any drugs, but they, it seems like they're doing some kind of illegal activity. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, where did they get the gold chains? Oh, definitely, probably drug money. Either that, or they're just rappers we haven't heard of. They're just selling pirated Miley Cyrus CDs. <laughs> That's popular too. Maybe that. Maybe what they're doing is completely legal, and it's none of these. Prejudice things we're saying here. No, it's it's that's I, I think so. I think they're probably probably some some kind of riffraff style activity is going on with these guys. So anyway, it starts off with he's kind of giving them the 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 kind of cliche like you know you you know you came from came from nothing. I you know I made you blah blah blah. And the guys disrespecting him, I guess you'd say. And yeah, then he just cur- pulls up. They're cursing at each other. Yeah, but the other guy just in the middle of the guy just like telling him, you know, about respecting him and stuff like that, and not really like even like going off on him. He's kind of just kind of dressing him down a little bit. Just pulls out a gun and shoots him and takes his gold chain. And that's when the, when the song starts. That's just such a jarring kind of visceral opening to the song. And then it definitely and, it, and it's like uh, the way the way the song starts. It actually sounds like a groan from the guy yeah like it's really like it's literally like gunshot you think it's a groan and then it re- you realize it's like an element of the song it's like a really like yeah it, it really catches you when the song starts for sure and then from that kind of like really you know opening like rooted in realism then it goes on to be something that like immediately enters of like a fantasy realm where he melts down all this gold and he gets into the gold bathtub, and he and he comes out, and he's coated in gold. And he's not—it's not just gold paint. It's actually like, like melted gold that has you know settled on 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 him. And he's like this, uh, you know, kind of like the you know. It's obviously in the in the realm of like fantasy now, it's where like he's at these blink. parties and stuff like that, and women are like you know like really excited by him because he's he's coated in gold. <laughs> Naturally. Um. Uh, and yeah, I, I kind of I, we had people who like just saw like uh, us tweet about this video, and they were like, "Oh, uh, I love it already. I haven't even seen it." Um, Matt Bowman was one of those people, and I think that the reason for that, the reason for that, is because uh, Flora and and Manu also directed uh, Pursuit by Guess Applestein. 
<laughs> which is an, another amazing video. Have you guys seen this video? It came out in mid June. I uh, have seen it. It's it's definitely one of my front runners for best of the year. It's awesome. Adam, you've seen it. It's it's the video with like oh the one shot. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's it's a it's several shots, but it's like several really shots, yeah. long, really long tracking shots that are obviously several shots laid together. But it's like inc- like impossible long tracking shots. There's some effects and stuff as well, additional effects, but like just like it would be what would like be like a mile long pull back of the camera if uh if it was true and like it's it's a really great video and it's, it's like got a post-apocalyptic crazy the track is amazing it just pray the video goes with the track so good i don't think there's a better video this year yet yeah it's, it was it's a opinion. really great video and it's an it's got a really great screenshot right now too is of an a very angry beautiful woman um yelling at it, it feels like you and hey guys yeah hold on a second i heard a, a, a noise i need to go investigate uh oh. <laughs> um, talk amongst yourself. Sorry, I'll, I'll cut this tour. out. So, for anybody well, listening, this is any of the live listeners, you're you're getting a treat because this is this is just gonna be us for right now. While while and ASAP Fairholm is investigating what's going on, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm not gonna lie. What's gonna What's gonna he, happen? It's we need to edit this with like you know the suspenseful kind of uh, <laughs> the right. just like just like just like. Like long, like just holding on to like the low part of a piano, just to like yeah, it's super scary. He's got a couple of big dogs, big uh, big boxer mixes, so they'll get his back if he's got if he's got any issues. All right, all right, but but that's, that's frightening. <laughs> yeah, that's frightening. Uh, how do we say this again? Gestafelstein. 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 Gisavelstein. Yeah, the Pursuit video is great. I actually went to a screening in Los Angeles in August while I was there, uh, a Flux screening at the Hammer Museum. And this was one of the videos that they played. And and seeing it on the on the big screen like that was like oh, yeah. such a great venue for it. And like just – I think it closed the show too and like it really like – I mean those those see those 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 tracking shots are just insane. Even the ones that don't have um, any visual effects elements to them, and it's just like the that long tracking shot, like especially the one that starts in the lady's butt and goes all the way back, which is <laughs> which is where the screenshot um, that's currently used on the site comes from. Is that is that particular shot right there? And it's just uh, yeah, really great video. Yeah, uh, all I listened all I listened to in high school was industrial music. So, I, and I had heard the track prior to the video, and sometimes, which is the case with a lot of these instrumental tracks, I tend to sort of visualize what I think the video might look like, and I had no idea. Like this is just like out of left field. It was like the coolest video. No, it's pretty perfect. It really is, and it's got some of that feel too, because it's like in this big warehouse and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's got those industrial elements, like you Definitely. said. Definitely, yeah, the track and the video. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's great. I'm back. Totally. Oh, what did what did you get the murderer? <laughs> well, I heard something definitely like a, a window opening and then a door oh opening. Oh god. Um and it turned out to be my wife opening a window Santa. and a door. That makes uh, sense. That but she makes she sense. almost never gets up during like after she's gone to bed, so just Santa, had to investigate. Did you guys watch South Park last night? No, I heard it was better than the season opener though. I didn't watch the season opener, but last night it was about I like I was I was just kind of watching it in pieces, and they Cartman was trying to be a whistleblower, uh, and he was he like infiltrated the NSA, 
and he's like, "How are you able to pay attention to everybody? How can you? How, how are you able to, you know, keep tabs on everybody?" And they open up this big door, and they just have Santa tied up, <laughs> like beaten, <laughs> beaten and bloody, and it's Santa. And uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, that's it. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, South Park, what it used to be. It's I, it's still great. I think it's still a great show. Probably the still probably the one of the best cartoons that are out there. It's it, Adam, uh, who was your favorite? You pick. So you you guys know my feeling that this was a less than stellar week for music videos because I, I can point to just a lot of music videos that I just was disappointed in a way like keen came out with a video higher than the sun that was an animation video and i feel like certain animation videos are just so well done and other ones are like the ultimate phone in like the bare naked ladies at a certain point in their career and if they're indicative of a lot of you know older bands that are settling into a groove we'll just go for the animation video because they don't have to be a part of it I think um, I think it happened with Weird Al a little bit too. It did, yeah. Although Trapped in the Drive Through was really good, but he definitely like started to phone it in at one point. I have a blog post about that. Um, and there was all sorts of like interesting videos, like the um, there was a, a video called Half the Man by Tibby Frank, which was the first video filmed in infrared. That was was an interesting video. And then there's a, a really funny one. You're the one for me by uh, Great Good Fine Okay, which was oh uh, yeah, uh, we should talk about later. But the one that that actually grew on me, which I was really surprised, was this video called um, Avant Gardener by Courtney Barnett. Yeah, it's a good one. And, yeah, and when I, I, when I watched it, I was sort of like, hmm, okay. And I kind of moved on. And then I kept kind of returning to it throughout the week. I think it came out on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, it came out on October 1st. <clears throat> and it was directed by uh, Charlie Ford. And it is basically kind of like this tennis match. Um and the song of Avant Gardner is kind of, you know, it starts out, you know, like I sleep till 11 or something like that or whatever. And it's kind of about, you know, this this woman who is, anyway, I'm not going to interpret the lyrics, but she's Great kind of lyrics. like this. What's that? Great lyrics. She's an awesome lyricist. I she's love her. She's a fantastic lyricist. Yeah. 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 So I feel oh, like it wouldn't be doing her good. justice. Um, but the guy who's like officiating the tennis match looks uh, is, is dressed up like uh, Bob Dylan, like 60s era Bob Dylan. Um, not current era Bob Dylan. Nobody wants that. Uh, but <laughs> no. it's just that the, the the woman giving the delivery, she's been um, styled to be, I mean, she's wearing like kind of tennis clothes, but they're very like loose fitting and her hair is, is like purposely styled. At least I think it's purposely styled to be kind of like she just kind of woke up out of bed and she has this like absolutely no makeup on and she's just sort of like getting this really deadpan. That's kind of her thing too. Like that's that's her image basically. It's kind of that, you know, that folksy kind of, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah and it's just it's cool. within the tennis, like the tennis setting and the, the Bob Dylan thing, it was just, it was like a really interesting combination for me. Now. And, and I really, now I look back, you know, I've watched it a few times since and I really, really enjoy this video. Um, Sorry, Adam, I, I cut you off a little bit there. No, you didn't. That was good. Yeah. I, 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 are you from? Is she? Are you familiar with with uh, with Courtney ben, uh, Barnett? I'm not really that familiar. Yeah, yeah. I've I've blogged a few of her tracks now. She had another single that was out earlier this year, and it, it was also quite good. Um, I might be able to find the title, but probably not. But yeah, she's. Uh, I believe she's Australian, and uh, yeah, she's kind of active on Twitter too. So she's interacted with us somewhat too, and nice. retweeting the posts and. Uh, She's an up and comer. I think she'll probably get a little bit bigger yet. Definitely, yeah. This and the song is 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 
is really great and um like like we you know, like you mentioned she's a really fantastic lyricist so um and charlie ford is is <clears throat> and let me just check what we have in the database for charlie ford because i don't recognize that name we only have one video for him but um i'd like to see if we can kind of build out his videography if, if he has anything else um there were a couple of good videos that came out yesterday not um we, we didn't staff pick them, but I was still a fan. I, I really liked the Angel Hayes Echelon video mm. uh, directed by Skinny, shot Definitely. by Jackson Hunt, featuring our favorite um, uh, Brooke Candy makes an appearance in, in Echelon. Gotta love that. As well as a dog, the bounty hunter lookalike. <laughs> Two really important elements in that video. Um, but I think it's like, an, it's like a, Echelon is like intentionally over the top. Uh, type of video. There's like a bunch of dudes on motorcycles and stuff, and like and like girls almost comically twerking on trampolines and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm a fan of it. I I uh, thought it's a good video. It's not quite. Um, it's 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 not quite for me at least. Not on the level of some of um, Angel Hayes' previous work, especially Working Girls, directed by Brother. Um, but it's still it's still a really great video and it's definitely a highlight of the week for me. Um, another decent one was the John Legend All of Me video directed by Nabil. Did you guys watch this one? I did, and it was there was so much romance in the air. It's a, it's lot a great of video. It was just it was definitely of that of that the romantic genre. Maybe a little bit of the Marry Me video from last week, obviously because it. Uh, uh, Marry Me by what's the guy's name again? Jason. Jason Delu. Yeah, so the this this video reminds Gassas. me of that because it, this video te- uh, features John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, I think her name is, uh, who's his actual wife. Um, just like in the "Marry Me" video, features um, Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks, who is um, Jason's girlfriend, or I guess I don't know what they're 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 seeing each, they're with each other. They're together. Their business, yeah. Yeah, it's right, exactly. So there's there's definitely some similarities, some some you know real life romance going on in this video. Um, you know, Nabil definitely knows what he's doing um, with making a video. It's it definitely like not very high concept or anything like that. It's just them kind of being in love in beautiful places as they're beautiful people. But uh, it's it was another good one. I enjoyed it. I'm watching uh, this uh, Echelon It's My Way video with the dog the bounty hunter lookalike. Yeah. Wow. What I didn't you, know uh, there was a market for being a dog dog the bounty hunter lookalike because he's definitely – I just thought you meant a guy who sort of looked like him. That's a guy who dressed up as dog the bounty <laughs> no, hunter. No, yeah. He's a fake dog the bounty hunter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's a fake dog the bounty hunter. But it's a good video and Skinny is good. Jackson Hunt's obviously a really great director of photography and uh, yeah, the video works. Skinny um, is great, yeah. I love yeah, this yeah. stuff. Over the top is this thing, right? Because uh, Bring the Noise, MIA's video was kind of over the top. I think he did a Kesha video too, so obviously that has to be over the top, right? So, yeah, that's the that's thing. And it's, now is, Skinny a, is Skinny a duo? I think Skinny's a duo. Skinny's a uh, duo, yeah. Yeah, I think Skinny's a duo. Um, um, there and, was also- I, just, I just wanted to just mention real quick if we had anything to say about the You're the One for Me by Great Good Fine Okay. Um which was directed by Eric Weiner and such a good video has a very simple premise. A attractive woman comes into a park and, and is sits down for a picnic and just proceeds to make a giant disgusting sandwich. throughout the entire video and just yeah. piles stuff on it. Um, it's, it starts out slow. Like at, at first she just makes what looks like a dis- delicious sandwich. Like 
Yeah, just I need like, it after like I need it at a certain point. After the like, as soon as like she puts mayo and probably puts a little bit too much mayo for my taste, but like at that point, it looks like a very good sandwich. And like throughout <laughs> throughout the video, like they keep like she, you know, she'll like she like gently touches the tomatoes and like she's like pouring things directly into her mouth she's licking her fingers a lot there's a lot of close ups of her mouth and of her legs and stuff like that like they could they sexualize her the whole video like and they continue to do so even after she's just like rubbing nutella all over herself <laughs> and stuff like that and it's cut together with the music really well too um this song is kind of like a it's like a pop song, but like the the instrumentals kind of got like an M eighty three kind of feel to it, like um, kind of like an electronic feel. But it's a pretty catchy song, and like she she's really good uh, in the video. Eric Weiner also uh, does like a great job. Like like I said, it's it's cut really well to the to the music and stuff, and it's it like laughing so hard. I was at this video so hard, <laughs> so good. Um, I'm trying to uh, find the part where there was a corn on the cob. Because there's, there's a corn on the... She just puts a corn on the cob in the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that renders it inedible. Yeah. You can't do anything with that. It's pretty inedible way before that. Because, like, it's so... They, like, sexualize her doing... Like, like she's, like, sexy opening up a can of sliced beets. And, like... <laughs> at that point, it becomes inedible. She's putting sliced beets and chocolate... On this like salami sandwich, uh, but she it's, does it's, use kosher salt. We should mention that she's definitely gourmet. Yeah, right, exactly. But she's she's breaking it all out, honey and sprinkles and everything. And it's funny if you look in the background of of the video, like in the distance, completely out of focus, and a lot of scenes there are people watching. And, oh really? <laughs> yeah, like you can't really tell, but they definitely are because it's just like this beautiful woman, literally just chocolate all over her at a point. <laughs> So good, so funny. Yeah, really, really hilarious video. A video that should have been hilarious, not quite hilarious. I don't know if you guys did. You guys watch this Matt Nathanson kinks shirt video? It's uh, it, it just it, it you would it, it's like only at seven thousand views. We didn't staff it or anything like that. But it's directed by by Bobcat Goldwath, wait or whatever his name is. Bobcat. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Funny Which Bob, Bobcat has directed um. Bobcat directs a lot of films now, and they're typically very dark, um, dark humor, uh, you know, like Sundance style, dark, dark humor. Um, uh, but uh, he has directed, we have two videos for him in the database. Kink Shirt is one of them, and the other one is um, Amy Man 31 today. And the Amy Man video he directed is like a straight comedy video. It features Morgan Murphy. Um, who's a comedian, but this kink shirt video is more of like a country video. And there is some like funny elements in it, but it's more of like a little bit more of a traditional country music video as well. And it's just one, I, I figured you guys didn't watch it, but yeah, Bobcat, Bobcat's the director. I wonder, to come I, wonder, I wonder if he gives his stage direction in a weirdo voice. Well, I think that is his voice. Bobcat. Is it not? No, it's not. I, you know, I was, oh, um, oh, really when I'm forced oh, to, um, in the car, I listen to a program that I, I cannot stand and hate with my very every fiber of my soul, and that is NPR's "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me." And he is actually a a relatively recent and frequent panelist on "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me." And he talks and, like a regular person. And he talks like a regular person. You would never recognize it unless they inter- unless 
you heard them, which they do frequently, introduce him as Bobcat Goldthwait. And on every show, he makes reference to the fact that the fans of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which, you know, they have a very it's a very specific fan base, like, hate him being on the show with a passion. <laughs> and he gets letters and stuff like that. And I think he's trying to kind of branch out, which is good for him. You know, he's doing country music yeah. videos and, and doing all sorts of different stuff. And he's, like, dropped the the voice thing. And he's on, you know, uh, you know, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which is definitely, like, a, a tough gig in terms of, you know, like, audience exception or, or acceptance of you. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely not his real voice. His, um, yeah, his... his he's his films are like critically acclaimed you know like he did one recently with robin williams like i can't remember the name of it but like it's a super dark comedy and it's death and it was at sundance no that's not the one that's not like the 15 one. years ago no right and i actually like that movie i don't want to get too far down that path the death smoochie <laughs> path but uh so it's it's one of the last movies i remember with john stewart in it um uh, but yeah, I wanted to make sure to bring that video up because it was super interesting to see that he directed it. And like, there, like there was some a few little quirky elements in there, but it's definitely not like a like a comedy video like his Amy Mann one is. Um, uh, let's see, is there any other really important ones that we got to make sure to talk about that we can't that we can't let a week go by without bringing them up? Well, I think maybe it might be interesting to the end here to bring up something that's non like a, not not an actual music video, but just just quickly mentioned the whole Sinead O'Connor slash Miley Cyrus ongoing thing. Cause I think in terms of like actual music video news from the week, that was the biggest one and it happened just today. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't read what she's, I didn't read Sinead O'Connor's, uh, I didn't read the actual open letter. I just read kind of some excerpts, which is basically like, don't prostitute yourself for the music video industry. Is that kind of the underlining, uh, or the music industry, not the music video industry. Don't prostitute was- yourself. Uh, it was. I thought it was. It was well put, and and the intent was good as well. I, I just don't. Yeah, it's actually difficult. To, it's because that's pop music, right? And and Sinead O'Connor is not in in any way. Did she ever want to conf, conform to that? So like that letter could be addressed to any pop star, even like sure. Michael Jackson included, or you name mm-hmm. it, male or female. So that's well, kind of where what I feel about it. I, I'm not sure. Well, I think it should. It's important to point out the reason she wrote the letter in the first place mm-hmm. is because Miley Cyrus made reference to Sinead O'Connor specifically in a Rolling Stone interview when she was talking about the uh, Wrecking Ball video. If you remember the "Nothing Compares to You" video, which a lot of people was pointed out have pointed out is actually not her song; it's Prince's song, but she covered it and uh, and I think probably made it a bigger hit. I'm not sure the numbers on that, but I definitely remember the the. Um, Shane O'Connor version, um, you know the, the 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 her face being really close up, which is what is almost entirely in the director's cut of the Wrecking Ball video, is apparently you know was inspired by Shane O'Connor as well as a little bit you know the the Miley Cyrus hairstyle. Shane O'Connor is famous for her you know her her, her shaved head. Sure, but although um, it's although a lot of people do that now. Yeah, that's true, but I mean, it was, it was. I think it was a little more shocking in the late, you know, '80s, early '90s, sure. when Shane O'Connor was around. But it, it, but if you have been following, you know, as I have, very, very lately, the path of Shane O'Connor, she has had some major, like, mental health issues. She and and public kind of meltdown issues on a very small scale. 
you know, like not like or a large random. scale. The SNL thing was fairly large scale, right? The yeah, what is she I'm like? Talking about like like 2009 and later. Oh, that. more recent. Okay. Yeah, like she's she's had a lot of like difficulties, <clears throat> just personally, and um, you know, I think she she heard this and then wrote the letter. I thought the letter, aside from her spelling, pray they had. To, I was I was sad they had to put a sick in there because she's um. Said, uh, spelled pray p a r a y instead of p r e y. Other than that, it was I think it was a it was a really kind of eloquent and well put letter. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, my sorry is just kind of she was really kind of uh, mean to Shane O'Connor on the on the on the back end of this. So you know, it was, and then it, and then on top of that, like based on those Terry Richardson pictures that came out today, did oh not God. listen at all to the advice. And uh, I don't know if I can even start about those pictures. Somebody had a blog post title that 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 referred to Terry Richardson as Uncle Terry, and I think that <laughs> that is like the most apt. You, thing. Like Miley Cyrus takes racy pictures with you know Uncle Terry Richardson. Seriously, and do you see like the one? There's the one photo in the set on his website um, that he's in. Like there's a reflection mm-hmm. of him, and he just looks like oh man. I mean, I think that's his point, and that's the idea, and whatever. Well, I, I, I'm going to make a prediction. I think in, like, 15 years, we're going to be watching whatever version of, you know, Extra Access Hollywood, and that picture is going to be, like, in a court case. It's going <laughs> to be, like, Miley, or, or not in a court case, but we're going to be talking about, like, Miley Cyrus <clears throat> and what has become of, of her, you know, whether good or bad. And that picture is going to be the one they'd be like, back in 2013, that's the one they're going to use. I don't even know if yeah. they're going to use, like, the Wrecking Ball stuff. The one of her. I mean, those pictures, man. I mean. <laughs> Do you see those, Adam? I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, with her using, like, the Arizona iced tea can is like, a dick and, like, just like the clothes that are just like in her vagina, like inside of it, and just complete. <sighs> oh, Terry Richardson loves it though. He loves he loves playing playing that like cre- creepy guy kind of kind of role. No, definitely, and it's like whatever she's she like clearly because she continues to work with him and stuff like that. Like clearly. She's digging it too. Um, it's like what she wants, but um, and the thing is, the thing that kind of just it makes me angry about the whole Shane O'Connor letter is Shane O'Connor's letter is not critical of Miley Cyrus at all. It's she's it, it's aimed at the music industry. It is, yeah, and it, by extension, you know the the image that has primarily been propagated through her music videos, which is why we're talking about it on the, on this podcast, but. You know, she's very complimentary of her, you know, her records and saying how, you know, how talented she is and that she doesn't need that image because, you know, her records speak for herself. It's a really complimentary thing. And then just Miley just kind of just it was a really, really cold door. And, and uh, Sinead O'Connor had a, a few like tweets where she was kind of had a little mini, you know, mental breakdown and, and Miley Cyrus took a whole screenshot of it and tweeted it. You know, through her account, so it's it's things are getting. When did she do that? She did that today. Today, yeah, yeah. yeah she compared her to Amanda Bynes or something, I think. And, Wait, what did she, when what the meltdown? When was the, the meltdown? meltdown. Well, when was shortly after her response? Right, it all happened quickly. Uh, I mean, yeah. what the fuck did Sinead O'Connor think would happen though? Like, first <laughs> of all, like I don't give a shit what Sinead O'Connor has to say at all. Like, I don't. 
like I don't think she's relevant and I don't I don't think that she deserves to like have been given the publicity that she got for this letter like she didn't ask for that though Miley Cyrus referenced her right I understand that but but then she went out and like wrote this thing and then like people covered it like what the fuck Sinead O'Connor says matters when it like whether or not she's like a, like Miley is using her as as like <clears throat> reference material like it doesn't fucking matter what Sinead O'Connor thinks of Miley Cyrus like it, it doesn't matter and uh and so like I, I don't get it I, I don't really no, I, get it. I completely disagree I think it really yeah. Sinead O'Connor is a classic example of somebody who took like explicitly what a record label and what people wanted her to do and and just turned it on its head and it cost her a career and it and cost still her found sanity. success though it never conformed and still found some degree of success I think she is relevant. I like that. That I, I like the not conforming and still f- finding, uh, you know, an audience. I like the conforming too, but I I just like the big picture, right? I I think the letter was well founded. Like, it, it, there's always a, a different aspect to everything, right? And and I like Miley and I like what she's doing right now, but there is some truth to the letter too, in a Definitely, sense. Yeah, no, that's well, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, uh, there could be, and you know, I didn't even read it because I didn't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> what Sinead O'Connor had to say, I like. I said, I just like. It was like, oh, Sinead O'Connor says, like, don't let the music industry like make a prostitute out of you. But it's like, like, who who cares what Sinead O'Connor says? Like, there's a million and one people saying the exact same thing to Miley Cyrus. And yes, I know, like, Sinead O'Connor at a, at one time like went through this, but she's not culturally relevant today. And so, I don't care what she says well, i found the title that i was talking about the gawker so much for sinead's advice miley goes topless for uncle terry that's that's a good one that's, that's a that's a great title yeah that's uh <laughs> like yeah I, I just feel like and and whatever we talk about miley on every episode of this fucking thing whether she has a video whether she has a video come out or not but like like fucking let her do her thing <laughs> like let a week go by where people are just letting Miley be Miley and like whatever like she's the one like putting out pictures with like Uncle Terry and like you know fucking <laughs> vagina tape but like it's still like she's not the she's not the first fucking 20 year old to do a f- shitty photo shoot with Terry Richardson so I don't well, she's know on, uh, we should remind everybody she is the, the both the uh, host and the musical guest of Saturday Night Live this weekend, so we'll yeah. be talking about that our next podcast as well. <laughs> we will be. Maybe there'll be a half hour special with her afterwards. But oh god, I hope not. Yeah, maybe not. There was one recently, right? Didn't didn't there was just like a at VH1 or an MTV Miley special, whatever. Sure. I don't. I don't care about Shannon. They've been playing. Uh, I can't remember what they call it, but Vivo TV has these. They might be called certified, and they and it's part of their programming where they'll focus on one artist. And I I caught the Miley Cyrus one the other day, and it was just kind of weird because they were mixing in the new stuff like Wrecking Ball and and uh, and all the newer videos in with the like 16 year old like Miley Cyrus songs like they would actually like alternate them and it was just like you can't do that like you you can't just play those back to back it's like weird it it would be it would be like playing work bitch and the Mickey Mouse Club back and like together like with Britney Spears or like or 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 the Smurfs video (laughs) 
Well, at least like it's her at the same age. But you're yeah, right; it's yeah. not the same thing, and it's not for the same audiences. Um, no, it's not. It's not for the same audiences. But uh, so what balls was for Uncle Terry? <laughs> and me. Um, <laughs> and, me. And, and and like whatever. I think I. Uh, I'm a much bigger fan of Wrecking Ball than I am of those of those photos from today, though. At least personally. Um, those photos those photos are pretty bad with my jeans on (laughs) yeah i i don't know the thing about spotify is it depends on how you search yeah you'll get you could sometimes get the clean version you're right spotify if you go through if you go to the directly to the album on the album search you'll get the the clean version if you go through the artist and then click on the track, then you'll get the explicit version. So and oh, and Miley tweeted together. one more thing about Miley's tweeting. They there was um, iTunes, iTunes uh, played like streamed the Bangers album this week, and then she was all upset because it was the censored version that they streamed, and she tweeted, uh, "I can't believe they I can't believe they put the edited version." And then the next tweet was, "You wouldn't edit art at a museum, would you?" <laughs> and with I that, I think uh, I think we leave it uh, we leave it at that. Good, and we kick it to blurred lines. Here we go. Here is another cover of the hit of the century, "Blurred Lines" by Robin Thicke, featuring Farrell and Ti. We'll see you guys next week here on the music video. I'm about to get up. Hey, what up, D-So? What's up, JV? It's your boy, P. Keezy. Let's do this, man. Let go. Maybe I'm going down. Maybe I'm going blind. Maybe I'm out of my mind. Okay, now he was close. Tried to domesticate. But you're an animal, baby, it's in your nature Just let me liberate you You don't need no paper That man is not your maker And that's why I'ma take a good The SNL thing when she ripped up the picture of Bill Clinton? No, it was the Bible. It was the, oh, Bible. It was the Bible. No, no, it was a. You guys are both wrong. It was a, a picture of a pope. Picture the pope, of the pope. That's what it was. <laughs> Sorry, I'm people's public meltdowns. I'm mixing them up. That was Bieber with the with Bill Clinton, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah, Bill Clinton the was the Bill Clinton was president, right, at the time. Of of yeah. the Bieber thing? No, of, of the Sinead O'Connor thing. 
No, no, it a, was. We should uh, do a history podcast. Hold on, just, hold on. I'm no, almost sure be, Bush was president. Not, not, not George W. Bush. No, senior. Oh, I thought it was during the Clinton era. It was like '93, probably or '94 ish. Yeah. God, Senior that... Connor used to be so good looking. But she's old now. She's old now. So what was her meltdown? What was? How was she melting down? When Miley, just like Twitter, like like, like she's saying she's a psychiatrist and all sorts of ridiculous stuff. Let's check it out. What a fucking. Idiot. 